Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Everybody. Welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. 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 How's it going? It's going pretty dang good, uh, but well, hilariously I'm good with some of the uh, court stuff today. But in general, I'm just fine. Oh, my God, <laughs> you guys. We can't even hardly wait to talk about it. Mm-mm. Well, good. We are happy to be here. It is Wednesday night case updates. And right after this, well, at 815 Mountain, we'll be doing our uh, monthly watch party as well. And we're we're culting it up. We're learning how to be cult leaders on this show mm-hmm. or on this watch party. <laughs> on this show. On the show. You heard okay. it here. <laughs> yeah. How to become a cult leader. Episode mm-hmm. two. It's going to be very interesting. So please be sure to join us for that after the fact if you uh are a subscriber to that service i don't know what the i don't know what the right word is for that so yeah but we just want to say welcome 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 to everybody in the chat welcome if you're listening after the fact this is the week in january when all hell breaks loose in the courts because everybody's back from the holidays Uh everything's getting back into the flow and there is so much stuff happening so we have a lot to talk about and it is very first thing we want to talk about is top of the fos list nicholas rossi aliverdi and arthur knight (laughs) (laughs) turns out he was arraigned today and it was pretty interesting and i just think you guys need to see it so without further ado Nicholas, somebody. 22nd of number 36, State versus Rossi. Is that a yes? I'm having a hard time. I named it all that. Um, I think I'm going to have to have the jail restate what he said. Having a really hard time hearing him. What is it? My name is Alden Knight. He says his name is Arthur Knight. Brown. Brown. Arthur Knight. Brown. Lady, my name is Arthur Knight. Brown. My date of birth is twenty second of the eleventh, nineteen eighty six. Your Honor, Tamara Vasquez for the state. Um, this individual has been extradited. Um, and he has not admitted his name or dearth, birth date accurately. And so I don't Objection think we're going to be successful on that today either. It's a, also Objection, known as. Objection, my lady. That is complete hearsay. And I would ask uh, your ladyship that the prosecution to cause for why uh, they uh, uh, proceeded. So- so, Mr. Mr. Knight, Mr. Knight, I'm going to in the Supreme Court. Mr. Knight, I'm going to appoint a lawyer for you. There's a no-bail warrant in this case, so we're going to set it for a detention hearing in 10 days. And I'm also ordering that you not have any contact. So I am ordering that you not have any contact with the person who's going to remain confidential until you get a copy of the no contact order. So hopefully that makes sense. 
Milady? Milady? Fucking asshole. And yes, he is very much American. He grew up in Utah, guys. I am dead. And who the hell talks like that? This weird Shakespearean English. Right. Like, excuse me, my lady. That's hearsay, my lady. Well, an objection. I object. You you don't get to object. You don't have an attorney, dummy. He's still objecting to his own name. They They know who this idiot is. (laughs) (laughs) I have watched this so many times and laughed myself into tears. (laughs) But the poor judge is like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Joel, does he think he's at a Renaissance fair? Right. Right. Shakespearean situation. (laughs) Well, and the way he gave that fake birth date in the European uh, way, giving the Uh day, month, year, rather than month, day, year, like we do in the US. Mm -hmm. Yes, my ladyship. (laughs) Yes. Holy shit. (laughs) I am just dead. I can't even. I have laughed myself silly over this today. Oh my god. Wait till the wetters fake oxygen. Like, oh come on. Let's get him to a doctor so that they can determine that he in fact doth not need it. What's he gonna do? Hold his breath before they test him? (laughs) Well, that's the thing. The doctors in England said or in uh, Scotland said he did not need it. They examined him, they said there's no reason why this man can't walk. There's no reason why this man needs oxygen. He doesn't need it. This is all a show. What you call a malingerer. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody asked if he has Munchausen. Maybe? On himself, yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> oh, my hell. I am yes, just the date absolutely on his birth date is totally, the year is wrong. Totally wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would make him way too young for how old he is. It's just insane. God, I wish I knew someone who worked in that jail. <laughs> oh, right? I, I mean, have a lot of questions. I mean, if they didn't know anything about him, they've got to be like, what in the hell just mm-hmm. landed here? Yep. Oh, <laughs> Kaylin said she took her seven-year-old son to uh, medieval times and the 17-year-old who knighted him sounded just like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's perfect. That is exactly perfect. Yeah, right. 1986, my ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And just the whole very confused routine of, I don't know. And he said something about the Supreme Court. Did you catch that? Yes. A lot of it was really garbled because he was, you know, doing the whole heavy breathing oxygen thing. But uh, Supreme Court popped out. I couldn't quite uh, sort it out, but that's. <laughs> and, and what do you think is going to happen with the Supreme Court, buddy? They don't give a flying fuck about you. <laughs> There's already been two years of making sure you are who the thick court says you are to get you here, bro. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah, his stepdad identified him. Like they have DNA now, they have fingerprints. I mean, they know the who tattoos. this idiot is. The yeah. tattoos. <laughs> no, those were given to him, done to him while he was in intensive care. <laughs> yeah. Legend has it that he's already received a CTR shield uh, tattoo in the Utah jail. <laughs> yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did he do? He's charged with. Uh, a couple of different sexual assaults in the U.S., one in Utah. No, and two then he in has Utah. Some, oh, two in Utah. And then mm-hmm. I think there's one in the East, on the East Coast as well. And then there's a bunch of financial crimes. And then there is a sexual assault in London as well. Mm-hmm. But this is the first case they had against him, this mm-hmm. one in Utah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The stepdad said he ruined their marriage. Yeah, I would say stealing $200,000 from the stepdad might do that. <laughs> I would imagine that would probably do it. Although the stepdad did beat the shit out of this kid too. Yeah, the not stepdad a, also sucks. Guy. Remember, the yeah. stepdad is a uh, oh, he's an impersonator. Who is it? Oh it's yes, weird. Oh, Humperdinck. Hum, yeah, Engelbert Humperdinck impersonator. Impersonator. <laughs> These people are insane. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, uh, hey, Rosalind. Oh, my gosh. I just can't even. I have laughed myself silly today about this. Yeah. So I have as well. <laughs> so we'll keep so an we'll, eye on that. Oh, we sure will. <laughs> Kaylin said, oh. you snuck up behind him real quick. You, she bets that accent would disappear. Well, some of well, the. Well, didn't he kick? He kicked a yeah, guard in the face. He kicked a guard in the face in Scotland. Yeah, you know, that kind of uh, don't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. It is insane. <laughs> uh, okay, speaking of insane, oh, there's a little bit of Lori Vallow news. It's not a lot, um, except that there is a new word in her case. I think that voluminous in Idaho is being replaced by complex in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So there was supposed to be a hearing tomorrow. That has been moved now to February 1st. Uh-huh. Um, the April 4th trial date has now been moved to August 1st. Uh-huh. And they've only scheduled it for four weeks, which I find interesting. Yeah. Um, so... But what what happened just kills me. It's just the language is funny as hell. So the state has motioned for a complex case designation. So I think complex is the new voluminous. Um, So it is ordered granting the state's motion for a complex case designation for the following reason, nature of charges. So there will be a, they're vacating the comprehensive pretrial conference and resetting the matter as a complex case scheduling conference for 221. That's coming up next month. So things are getting pushed out. We, that was I mean, we knew that was going to happen. But yeah. Yeah, it was supposed to be tomorrow, but we, we knew that was going to be happening because they had no, um, right? You got used to a voluminous. I did too, but complex has come up like, so many times already from arizona yeah yeah so maybe we'll just be adding complex maybe there'll be a a new maybe there'll be a new t-shirt and mug that's all i'm saying listen if there's a complex voluminous (sighs) if you can get that in a sentence together in court right everybody drinks that's that's all i know that's all i know absolutely yeah yeah definitely so we're keeping an eye on that but you know we expected this was going to get pushed out there was no way in hell they were going to be ready to go to trial in april and you know yes complex is complex and voluminous is a great description of this case uh-huh. so we'll be watching that and we'll be keeping an eye on those but we don't need to worry about that hearing for tomorrow at this moment chad Daybell's hearing is still happening tomorrow um there have been some other podcasters reporting they think it might get vacated, but there's nothing on the on the on his uh, iCourt portal that says that it is. We've been watching today, so as far as we know, we will be back tomorrow with a live stream of Chad's. Well, we'll have two live uh, streams tomorrow. Yes, we will because we'll, we'll have Chad's Delphi at ten or at nine, and then Chad oh, right. at ten. Yes. Yep. Yes, because take it away, Delphi. Yeah, so Delphi, tomorrow is the big day in the Indiana Supreme Court where attorneys are arguing uh, to reinstate Richard Allen's original attorneys and remove Judge Goal from the case. And so, as you know, and we've said many times, the fact that the Supreme Court is willing to hear this is incredibly rare and not done. Yeah. It's pretty wild. You also know uh, from last week that there is another, there was a new filing just last week from the new attorneys alleging yes. same shit. Yeah. The, Odinism. The, the guards in the new jail have Odinism, the Odinite tattoo on their eye, on their face. And also that they have been actively denying Richard Allen the right to have visits with his counsel that are not recorded. And also supervised with guards in the room. Yeah. And so they're already saying, you have to move him out of here and get him back to a jail immediately. Isn't that wild? Gosh, I wonder who already said that. Yeah. 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 So very interesting because it did appear that the judge was trying to sort of 
circumvent that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it is not working. Because yeah. um, the new lawyers changing... are saying the same thing. Well, you know, the new lawyers, even though they are so-called buds with Judge Gull, they're not going to throw their careers away Mm-mm. for this. You know what I'm no. saying? Like, Yeah, so I'm looking right now just to be sure because things love to change. By the way, this hearing is at 9.30 in the morning. Ooh, I thought it was at 9. Daybell is at 9.30. Oh, Daybell's at 9.30. Shit, I thought it was at 10. So we can't stream both of them. No, we can't. So we'll stream Daybell because a lot of people are streaming uh, Delphi. So we'll probably watch the first half of Delphi. Delphi will be 60 minutes. It's... With the Supreme yeah, Court, there's no specific. messing around. You're in and out. No. The uh, attorney for Judge Gold will have 30 minutes. The attorneys for the attorneys will have 30 minutes. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then the court will have however much time they want want to rule on it. It could take months. Yeah, that's the thing. It can even be re- never if they just decide they don't want to comment. So Right. Yeah, they could still we'll see. not get involved. I, don't I think, think at this happen. point, I don't, I don't either. I don't think they can. I think that uh, when all the cards are on the table, they're going to have to adjust or or address the uh, rights of the uh, accused being violated egregiously here and have to do something about it. But yeah, at any rate, yep. Yeah, Bob Moda uh, at Defense Diaries on Twitter and on uh, YouTube is fantastic on the Delphi case. Highly recommended. Yeah, yeah. Bob Moda's deep into it, like we are deep into Daybell Valor. Mm-hmm. So, um, and he'll be of, in the courtroom. He'll be in the yeah, courtroom. He's going to be there. That's going to be good. Mm-hmm. So, also tomorrow is uh, Melanie Pulowski in yeah. court for a charge that she has for accessing Brandon Boudreaux's bank account after they were already divorced and she wasn't supposed to have anything to do with that account. Mm-hmm. So that is also happening tomorrow because. Why can't everything just be tomorrow? What the hell? So right. I don't know that that's a streamed uh, hearing, but we'll definitely be talking about it and telling you what we find out mm-hmm. about what's going on there. So, you know, it is a, it's like an all in the family day. Well, it almost was when Lori was going to have court. It was like, right. Oh, how many, how many of the people in this same family can be in court on the same day? Crazy. Right. Kaylin, I want her charged too, but I want her charged for real in these actual real deaths and in the attempted murder attempt on Brandon Boudreaux. I mean, what the hell? Mm -hmm. But so far. But again, it begs the question, does she have an immunity deal? Well, the way that they let her get away with her shit during, um, during Lori's trial, it makes me wonder. I know. The fact that they let her get away with taking off and not, you know, saying she watched something she shouldn't have and all that shit that happened and she did not get charged in any way for defying her subpoena. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. We are not twins, no, but we are sisters. But we're only about a year and a half apart. We look a lot more alike since I dyed my hair darker too, don't we? I was thinking that too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I agree, Kaylin. Get creative with those damn charges. She deserves some shit. Her uh-huh. kids were next. From the conversations that they were having yeah. with each other leading up to all this, her kids were on the chopping block, man. That's yep. scary as hell. Yep. They were next. Yes. And her kid's right. dad was nearly murdered, and that should mean something to her, but... Yeah. It, it should, but it clearly doesn't. So here's what's I've... confusing on Chad. Mm. The official order is that it's at 10. But if you look on the portal, it says But if you look on the portal, it says 930. So we'll be showing up at 930. Yeah, we will. We're not going to run any risks. Because, yeah, yeah. The, the it says 930 on the portal. I hate when they do this. It's crappy. Does she have custody of her kids? She has... I believe her husband, her ex-husband has the kids, but she has some visitation. Yeah. Yeah. And then she had that baby, too, with the new husband. Yes, yes, she has a baby with Ian Pulaski, because Ian Pulaski is a dumbass. 
why is he having children with this crazy woman? That's my question. All I can guess is that the golden vagina is hereditary. I am afraid so. But yeah, Brandon Boudreaux has the kids and has worked really hard to protect his children. Yeah, and keep his kids safe and to try to prevent or to, you know, preserve some kind of uh, privacy for his family through all of this. Yeah. This huge high profile thing. Right. But anyway, so, and well, it'll be interesting to see what job. happens tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very curious. Okay, well, Katie, we have a really sad and disturbing case that is local to mm. us. You want to talk about the Megan Stedman murder? Why are people so damn crazy around here? My God. I don't know. Or why are they coming here to be crazy? Or Yeah, a lot of that. Yeah. Okay, so this is Megan Stedman. Megan Stedman lived in Bozeman, Montana. Bozeman is about two and a half hours from here. And... Megan lived in a motorhome. Uh, she had a dog. She also has uh, a child who was not living with her, but with her family nearby. And Megan disappeared on December 15th. And her family has been very worried because they believed that she was with a boyfriend or ex-ish boyfriend named Chris Foyles. And uh, according to their Facebook pages, Chris is dangerous and mentally unstable and Chris also disappeared about the same time that Megan Stedman did so there has been a watch out for all the local PDs for a while now watching for this motorhome with Washington Place yeah and lo and behold it showed up in Idaho Falls last week yeah so the Idaho Falls police got in contact with the Bozeman police and they were surveying it and watching to see uh, what was going to happen. And eventually, Chris did come out of the motorhome and said to the police, I am Chris Foyles. I killed my girlfriend. She's in the RV. Yeah. And she was and had been there for nearly a month and apparently was so unrecognizable that it has taken them a hot minute just to uh, verify that that really is who that was. Mm -hmm. uh, he was in court yesterday. He waived his Miranda rights uh, with law enforcement and basically uh, said that they arrived in Idaho Falls on December 22nd and parked at a local Walmart. We don't know. He says that he stabbed her in the neck during an argument and then intentionally stabbed her in the chest with the intent to kill her. He said he could still hear her moving around in the back of the motorhome and then stabbed her a bunch more times to until she stopped moving. Yeah. And apparently he's just been chilling in that motorhome with her for a while. It's awful. And yes, Idaho Falls is where I live, Idaho mm -hmm. Falls. And this motorhome was parked right along the right by the freeway, kind of behind um, UPS, like where the UPS trucks come and go from. It, it's a real industrial area. Like it, yep. it's been here a while before anybody even noticed it. Yep. Yep. So he is in custody. Unfortunately, Megan uh, is deceased. Her family at least knows what happened to her now. They have been frantic for the last month trying to find her and figure out where oh, she's at. Um, they said for her to not be, she missed her kid's birthday. She missed Christmas. They said that is absolutely nothing Megan would have ever done. Right. And yet, here it was. Yeah. So we'll definitely be keeping an eye on that one, marching through the courts. Because just because he, you know, spilled his guts to the police doesn't mean he's not going to plead not guilty, because you know he will. They've already, I watched his um, arraignment a couple of days ago, and they've assigned him a public defender. It was actually John Thomas who was there representing him in court that day, who is, uh, who was, Lori Vallow's second chair attorney. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure it's going to continue to be Thomas going forward, but he was there representing the public defender's office. They entered a not guilty plea for him and assigned him a public defender. Yeah. Ugh. Guys, why does this shit keep happening? It's just awful. Yeah. I feel so bad for her family. Oh. It's Horrifying. a horrific loss. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely rest in peace, Megan. Very sad. Definitely. Well, in more Idaho news, Brian Koberger has got some bullshit going on, let me tell you. So two things. 
One, Koberger and his attorneys want the judge to release the request that they have made to uh, drop the charges that was denied. They want that release to the public because remember this case is gagged. So we don't get to see anything and they want the judge to reconsider and they also want that the the that hearing to be uh ungagged so that people can see what evidence they gave when the judge said yeah no we're not doing that uh-huh. i it's pretty wild this that was denied um in mid-december and so then they've filed a request under seal to reconsider and they want the public to know what the judge said no to, I guess. Um, I, it's, I don't know, man. There's so much subterfuge going on in this case. Well, like, and they I are mean, such, a, they want things sealed, they want things unsealed. They do want cameras, they don't want cameras. His right. defense has been all over the map about what they do and don't want. They have. Well, and they just will not take no for an answer. They just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And they did have a win this week. So if you recall, they initially had Koberger's DNA from the knife sheath. And when they started suspecting that it was Koberger who was the killer, they started, police in Pennsylvania started surveilling Koberger's family in Pennsylvania. And they took some trash and they did some like genealogical DNA testing and they identified that a male who lived in that house was the father, basically, of the killer, of that DNA that came from the knife sheath. Uh That's how they originally identified Koberger. Then they arrested him. They brought him back to Idaho and they then tested his DNA directly against that DNA and prove that, yes, that in fact is his DNA. So the defense has been fighting now to get to see some elements of that genealogical DNA testing. They're trying to poke a hole in that because basically if that was no good, then they wouldn't have been able to get Koberger's DNA anyway. Again, this is, you know, more of them trying to get these charges dismissed. So the judge did rule that judge judge ruled uh-huh. that they the prosecution is going to have to turn over some of the elements of that testing. We don't know what those elements are, of course, because this case is gagged. Um, so we don't know exactly what they're having to release. But yeah, the defense is trying to poke some holes in that process. And remember, the genealogical DNA testing is pretty new. Um, it's not, you know, defense attorneys hate it, but it's been very effective in uh-huh. many, many cases in the last few years. Yeah. So it's not like there isn't a precedent for it being used. There really is. Uh-huh. And then, you know, they did for sure confirm that it was him, right? Uh, you know, that it, it was his DNA later, but they're trying to attack that right now. And they did get a win with the judge that they will have to turn over some of the documentation and the process in which that testing occurred. Okay, fine. I mean, whatever. I don't know why they didn't want to turn it over in the first place. I would. I, I didn't really understand why they the would state think didn't that would be their to right them. to have it. Yeah, but maybe it's because they know that that you know they're just they're just <laughs> Koberger is just refusing to acknowledge that they have a lot of shit on him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know, you guys, if, if you want to have a, an infuriating time, feel free to go to Reddit and search up a group called justice for Brian Koberger. <laughs> no shit. It exists. These people are insane. Um, I, I have not joined it, but it's open so you can read it. I'm glad I don't want to join it for many reasons, but mostly because then I would start commenting and they will kick you out immediately uh-huh. if you are a hater i'm like a hater <laughs> are, are you idiots the ones writing him love letters and are you all going to try to marry him while he's in prison like what are you talking about but yeah there is legit that group exists i was looking at it just today 
they have all kinds of harebrained conspiracy theories mm -hmm. around this case and like oh, including the tunnel was, under the house and the mob and yes and that there was some internet outage the day of the murders on the u of i campus and was that planned was that part of this and there were actually legitimate people in the group going what would that have to do with anything this house wasn't even on campus they just didn't have anything to do with anything i don't know it just you know it's it's nuts but you know you can kind of see where some of this is coming from because mm -hmm. he's got backers you guys it's so and weird probably writing him letters uh wow i know it, it's really the same kinds of people exist in murdoch i saw some of oh, it yeah. yesterday on twitter yeah. that was absolutely mind-boggling yeah i think that these are probably like really fringy conspiracy theory believe in people already mm -hmm. that just sort of want to always go against the man the norm i don't know mm -hmm. uh, what in the hell makes mm -hmm. anybody want to fight for Coburger? I mean, mm -hmm. he is a classic creepy ass psychopath and all of his history shows that. And it's so, it's fucking weird. You guys, mm -hmm. I don't even know what to do with it, honestly. Um, but yeah, yes, a hater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Charles Manson is turning, rolling in his grave right now. Kung, Kung Fu Panda says, uh, Pissed off that he missed the criminal fan club era. <laughs> right, exactly. Because all of these guys have some of that. But Koberger blows me away. I don't understand what anybody sees in him that would make you give a flying fuck. Because he is a mm -hmm. douche. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Aaron says, I think BK has a lot of deeply lonely middle-aged women writing him marriage proposals. It does seem as though that Apparently. is the case. Uh, Christy thinks that maybe people are writing letters to request uh, pictures of the crotch shots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Autographed, please. Well, yeah. maybe we should post ours in that group. <laughs> oh, I'd get banned instantly for that. Real fast. That's what's funny is to watch how quickly they pile on somebody and before you know it all their posts are gone because mm -hmm. they don't put up with anybody having you know like logic or reason in there <laughs> you'd have to play them you'd have to play along and be like guys i found these on the internet what do you think are these real is this what they were talking about why are people doing this I mean, you especially could have the uh magnifying glass, glass. I'm yeah i'm sure they would yeah <laughs> Right, yeah, Paula, they are sure they can reform the poor misguided little boy. Like, gross. Oh, mm -hmm. yikes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right, Connie, he is not good looking. He is creepy as shit. Yeah. And has been weird and done weird things. Yeah. Leading up to this. Like, it's not, I don't know. It is, it is super bizarre to me. And Idaho uh, is yeah. taking good care of him. His rights aren't being violated. He's got everything he needs up there. Like, it's not like he is in duress. He is not. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is so ridiculous. Yeah, he needs a new mommy or wife to fix him, right? Apparently. And I guess there are just women out there that think that they have that power. But I got to tell you, uh, we've learned from the golden vagina that that is not true. Mm -hmm. No. Katie, uh, why don't you tell us what's going on in the Ruby Frankie case? Yeah, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> All right. Yeah. First, I would like to say Kevin Frankie deserves a swift kick to the taco. That's what he yeah. needs right now. Mm -hmm. Kevin Frankie does not have custody of his children. They are still in the custody of the state. He's going through the process of reunification. And right. will likely not have his children back until later this year. For now, the state of Utah is taking care of these kids, taking care of their physical and psychological needs. But Kevin said, but wait, Jody Hildebrand had a lot of money and I would like it. So he has filed with the state. He has filed a lawsuit asking uh, for money, for restitution for his children that he does not have custody of. Yeah. And listen. Those kids deserve every dime of Jody Hildebrand's money. Every Hell yes. damn dime. But Kevin, are you even kidding me right now? 
Maybe if you cared a little bit more about the health and welfare of your children for the last year, they wouldn't be in this situation. But now you've got dollar signs in your eyes and I am disgusted. Yeah, the money should be in a trust. Agreed. Yeah. This is the person who tried to press charges on his own daughter for coming into the house to get supplies and clothing and things to take care of those children with. Right. Wanted to charge her with breaking and entering and theft. Mm-hmm. He's so, such a dick. So he put forth this big filing, basically saying that when he gets the kids back in September, is what his attorney is saying. When he gets the kids back in September, then he's going to be responsible for pay, taking care of their needs and paying for those things. And we don't think he should have to pay for this. Kevin, and yet he's their father. Oh, fuck yourself. You are their yeah. father. You didn't care enough in the first place. And that is so evident. Now, again, I think the kids deserve to have every dime of her money. But I don't think Kevin does. No. Kevin doesn't. And and bitching about, well, when I get them back, I'm going to have to take care of them. Yeah. Yeah. They're your kids, you jackass. You should have been taking care of them all along. And then then none of this would happen. It just, oh, my God. It's so so disgusting. These are the most disgusting people on the planet of Earth. Now, again, I agree that the kids deserve their money, that money, and the kids deserve excellent care. Here's yeah. what the a portion of the document says. The children have undergone medical care and have been subjected to psychological assessments and ongoing me- mental health treatment in an attempt to assist them in comprehending and recovering from these injuries. The children remain in professional care for the aggravated psychological and emotional injuries suffered It is clear and admitted that the children suffered immediate and continuing irreparable harm as a result of the crimes perpetuated upon them by this defendant. Absolutely. Agreed. Absolutely. And their concern is that Jody's house is for sale. And her, obviously... Her $5.3 million. Yeah. Obviously her house or her assets are being uh, liquidated at this point and he wants it. Okay. Yes. Agree. Mm-hmm. But God damn it. I don't want Kevin to get any of it. I don't think he no. deserves it. And this is the same person who was practicing that stupid ass parenting on eight passengers with Ruby that started yeah. all of the abuse to these children. Right. And I just can't even. But the judge said, well, okay. I agree that Jody Hildebrandt should not be able to be hiding assets. She should, her estate should remain uh, intact until we do see where her money should go. And right. so they, he has ordered a restraining order on her estate at this point that uh, all of her money is basically frozen right now until they get through this process, which is what should happen. Yeah. However, they're being a bit disingenuous because the Crime Victims Fund would also help take care of these kids for a certain right. period of time. They are not without options. Not only that, the state may keep them on services until they turn 18 because of what's right. happened to them. So Kevin popping off going, I'm going to have to pay for my own children's medical care. That can't happen. It's probably not true anyway. Yeah. It, it, and I'll be it, honest, it isn't. I hope he never gets them back. I I do too. I don't think that he he has any right to them at all. And I hope the thing is, kids that are over eighteen fight tooth and nail in the court for him to not get them back because they know damn well they do. They do. Well, and the thing is, I think now with Jody pleading guilty on this, we're going to see a ton of civil lawsuits against her. There's going to be civil lawsuits against her, not only from this family, but all the other families that she destroyed. She destroyed people, destroyed people's marriages, destroyed people's lives, you know, got people fired from their jobs and kicked out of their church. And Mm -hmm. she she's not going to have a damn dime left when this is all said and done. Mm -hmm. Yep. Of course, she won't. And I think the Frankie kids deserve all of it. But I agree that it should be in a trust and it should go to them when they turn 18. Or 21 or however the trust is set up because they deserve it. They do. But Kevin? They do. No, you don't. They have a lifetime of recovery now from the things that they've been through. And I just don't trust that he can see to it. I don't. He won't. They are going to have behaviors. He's a selfish asshole. Mm -hmm. 
they're going to have behaviors. They are going to have, these are not going to be easy kids to raise after all of no. this. They're not. They're going to need yeah. a lot. And I just don't know that I think he's up to it. And that's just my opinion, obviously. But this whole thing, I think, is very gross. Yeah, It is. It is. And, and we the kids don't want know. to be with him. It's a good question, Christine. And we don't know that. Yeah. No. Everything regarding them personally is sealed because they're children. Yeah. So we really don't know. You know, we know that Ruby, when she pled guilty, said that she had already started the process for reaching out to her children, which fuck you, Ruby. Mm -hmm. Go sit your ass in prison alone because that's where you mm -hmm. deserve to be. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't know. I mean, she's you know, there's definitely the sister and the brother who are both adults, young mm -hmm. adults who are trying, you know, to yep. do what they can to help them. Mm hmm. Yeah. And it's true. Maybe they will want to be with him. That doesn't mean the courts will let them be with him, though. I mean, they are right. going to have to determine where the best and safest place for these kids is. Well, yeah, and, obviously, because they could have turned them over to him immediately when this all happened. And they did. And the system didn't. So that tells you that they've got questions about where in the fuck was this guy the whole time this was all happening. Yep. Yep. Right. Absolutely. And I agree, Aaron, that I wonder if we will see a lawsuit against the LDS church for mm -hmm. their endorsement of Jody Hildebrand. And they'll fight that tooth and nail. Trust me, they'll they'll spend more money oh, yeah. fighting it than they will settling on it mm -hmm. because they never think they're wrong. Yep. Yep. Right. Jesse's been in weekly counseling for 10 years plus to deal with what her aunt did to her. Yep. Yeah. So that's going on this week. That's just wild. If you wanted your wild. blood pressure to go up. Right. No kidding. Well, let's talk about Natalia Grace for a minute. <laughs> Do y'all remember the curious case of Natalia Grace? We talked about this when mm -hmm. it first, when this uh, documentary first aired a couple years ago. Natalia Grace was the uh, Ukrainian girl who was adopted by uh, a, an American family. And then the American family decided that she wasn't actually a child, that she was actually an adult. And it, it's so fucking crazy. The whole story is insane. And the second half of that documentary has come out now, which is her speaking out about her experiences. And she's she went through, they did some genetic testing on her that is supposed to be able to identify your chronological age that puts her at about age 20 right now. Mm -hmm. So it actually lines up with exactly what they were told when they got her, that she was six or seven at the time that they got her. And you remember they said she had pubic hair and they went to all these doctors and they actually got a judge to re-age her to mm -hmm. age 22. And then they stuffed her in an apartment and left her alone. And she was like a seven, eight year old girl at that time. So, Things have really come so bizarrely full, full circle in this situation now. So, you know, and I don't know how trusted or legal that chronological aging is, but right. this is what they've put out there is that this is the what this testing shows. Um, that is really what the doctors who saw her had also said. The dentist particularly had said, she doesn't have any adult teeth yet. She still has baby teeth. He said one very easy way to tell how old a child is, is by x-raying their mouths and looking at mm -hmm. their teeth, because it's a pretty consistent um, reality yeah. for, yeah. of, yeah, of, of the age of a child based on how many baby teeth they still have. So in the midst of all of that, you know, um, she had kind of gotten taken in and adopted by this other family, if you recall. Uh -huh. And they talked about how much they loved her and that they were the ones that really helped her. And they sort of took her in because she was just on her own. A little a girl child. living in an apartment all alone. And yeah. remember that she has uh, a form of dwarfism. She has a really serious form of dwarfism that she has had multiple surgeries. She is now in a wheelchair. She can't... Um, Right. X-rays of her leg bones. The problem with the X-rays of her leg bones is mm -hmm. because of this form of dwarfism that she has, it doesn't necessarily, it's not quite as accurate. Yeah. 
So this other family has been helping her and, you know, there's this whole documentary and they're talking about it from her side and the doctor's telling her, this is how old you are and all this stuff. And um, so then right at the end of part two of this episode, the adoptive family who had taken her in and believed her and everything has completely cut ties with her and said, she's nuts and they don't want anything to do with her anymore. Uh Here's the thing that I think the main reason I want to talk about this is that just because she was a child who was adopted out of the Ukraine and has has a very sad story and has all these medical problems and stuff, that doesn't just make her a good person. Like, well, no. And she's, she's been, been through. through a lot of shit. She yeah. is, you know, got attachment disorders and mental health issues and probably a personality disorder. And the thing is, in watching all of it, in my own estimation, as a social worker, I would say that I think that all of it is true. She was a child. They uh-huh. did all that ignorant shit to her. She is scary and can be dangerous. She uh-huh. is lying and manipulating. And she has a very sad story and needs a lot of help. All All of of it it. can be the case. It's kind of like the Gypsy Rose situation, you know, Uh where people want to really like put her up on a pedestal now that she's out of prison for killing her mother. Well, just because Gypsy Rose went through some terrible things and has had a sad life, that doesn't make her an angel. She can still most very likely have some pretty significant behavioral issues and mental health issues because of the things that she went through. Uh, There's a weird stereotype. Yeah. Well, this level of abuse and trauma in early childhood, it will, it will affect them for their lives. There's just no getting around it. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's like, well, how she's been through so much. It's so sad. Yeah. Those things make people crazy. Things like that create mental illness. They create serious problems in a personality that that um, can make them a victim and also a bad person. I mean, it's just reality. We right. have this weird stereotype in the U.S. that if a person is disabled, then that makes them immediately um, uh, sort of angelic. And it isn't true. <laughs> They're still just people. They're still just people. And yeah. I think... And watching all of this, I've read a lot of this. I've followed this Natalia Grace thing really closely because I find it really fascinating. And I'm an adoptive parent. And so I find the whole thing particularly interesting. I think all of it's true. I think that the people that adopted her were terrible people that took terrible care of her. Oh, that lied their asses off to get rid of her. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was true. I think that she was the young child that they said that she was. Who had Um, already been wildly traumatized before they ever bought her. Was she threatening their children and doing scary shit? Oh, probably. Mm-hmm. That's probably also true because mm-hmm. she's been through a lot of shit. And kids like that have problems making attachments with other people. Mm-hmm. Right. And lots of children who come from Eastern European orphanages have problems. Right, Erin? Sure. Attachment disorders are very real. Babies that come out of the Ukraine from a, that have been in orphanages, some of them have not ever been held. They're not held, they're not nurtured, they're not talked to. And those things are what help develop a healthy psyche. So that I just wanted to talk about it mostly because I think we've got to stop with this idea that because someone went through some terrible things makes them the victim and that they can't also then also be the perpetrator too. Uh Because I think it's all true with Natalia Grace. Uh Yeah. So it's just weird. The whole thing was really shocking. The the people who did that documentary, it was like in the can, edit, done, when they got a voicemail from uh, Christine, uh, is it Christine Barnett? Yeah, Christine Barnett, who was the, she and her husband were sort of the next people who adopted her and took her on. Um, and they are now the ones that said, yeah, we are completely done with her. We are cutting ties. And she is now living in an apartment on her own. And she is now an actual adult. Uh-huh. But now she has a big GoFundMe because she needs multiple surgeries on her ankles. Um, oh, right. It was the man's, right? Barnett's, Barnett's are, the are the first people. Terrible people. 
-hmm. then it was the man's and it's the man's they have now written her off as well so she is living here in her own apartment and she's saying that she needs a lot of help financially um because she can't walk because she needs surgeries and one of the problems with the barnett's is that they one of the reasons i think they uh they took on a child that was hugely expensive because of her medical needs a lifetime of surgeries Mm -hmm. uh to keep her uh mobile and out of pain Uh yeah so uh now now she has joined social media and TikTok and all this stuff and she's trying to raise money to now take care of herself Uh it's a very interesting story but i think it is an important reminder that these kinds of experiences they twist people and they twist children Uh particularly and you know is natalia grace a victim and is she also a difficult human yeah Pretty sure she is. For sure. Pretty wild. Yeah. So, Katie, uh, you had uh, a case you wanted to share with us. I Yeah, I've got one more thing. I want to share this and share this GoFundMe because it really, really deserves it. This is baby Wayland. If you notice, Wayland is on event. He has, uh, in this picture, some injuries to his eyes and to his face. And I want to tell you why. Uh, Wayland lives with his mama and she was last week taking care a couple weeks ago. She was making him a bottle. It was 2 p.m. He was in his swing watching Miss Rachel on TV and she was uh, yeah, making a bottle, getting ready to take care of Wayland. Wayland has really serious health issues. He is on event full time mm. and he, she heard a really loud knock on the door. What she didn't know was that her entire house was surrounded by SWAT. She thought the knock on the door was her uncle. He was due to be home soon. She thought he was just messing with her. You know, you go up to your family members and, you know, she couldn't even get to the door before the police broke the door down and stormed in. Flashbangs were thrown into the house. She was arrested and drug outside well, a flashbang went off in the room very near ba- baby Wayland and filled that room up with acidic smoke. And so she is screaming at them that her baby is on a ventilator. He's in the house. So they bring the baby out. And the, one of the medics that was there with the, the SWAT team listened to him and said, he sounds clear to me. And she was like, he's not been clear since his first day of life and she's like I can hear from right now he's not clear I can see by the way his abdomen's moving and his lugs are moving that he's struggling well yeah he ended up in the ICU what was her crime living in a house where a criminal used to live apparently God this house was rented in the past she's lived there for a year this is the fifth time that the police have come to her house looking for this person who she has never met, has no attachment to in any way, but that's the address they have for this person. So they stormed her home. They threw flashbangs in her home. They injured her disabled baby. And they're like, ah, sorry about it. First, they tried to lie and say that they, the flashbangs were on the outside of the house. They were never in the house. So they have no mm-hmm. idea what she's talking about, but nothing they did could have possibly injured baby Waitlin, which is from their own uh, vest cams proven to be untrue. Uh, flashbangs were thrown into the house. That's the problem with things like this. You don't yes. know who's in the house. You don't know what's going on. Right. And again, this woman did absolutely nothing wrong. She was minding her own business, taking care of her baby. And this happened. His needs are great. And they are greater now and continue to be great. She was really hesitant to get public with her story, but finally decided that she really needed some help to get some attention on this because the police totally blew her off. And they were like, yeah, well, sorry about it. It happens. Wrong address. We didn't know. You knew five other I hope she is suing the living fuck out of this police department. But as of now, she has needed some help with the baby because... He is injured. And so the last update on the GoFundMe, 
on the GoFundMe was on January 14th. He was moved out of the ICU. Uh, they're trying to wean him off of oxygen, but hadn't gotten there yet. But again, this was a few days ago. His mm -hmm. eyes were still really bad. They finally were able to feed him. He hadn't, hadn't been able to eat for days. Uh, they're trying to run his feeds a little slower to see if that helps him a little bit to be more comfy. He is very uncomfortable and injured. Mm. Uh, and she is just so traumatized and scared. And the police are just like, well, don't know what to say. Well, Sorry they're going to know what to say uh, when they find their asses in court because they mm -hmm. will be sued for this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, they held her back from helping him. They they had her cuffed and wouldn't let her and just had somebody checking him that didn't know anything about the intricacies of this baby's care or what he needed, who tried to claim, he, ah, he sounds clear to me. While it's he's an absolute miracle this breath. child survived this. It is an absolute miracle. Jesus. So. I have put the GoFundMe in the chat. If you're not in the chat and you're wondering, just search uh, GoFundMe for justice for Waylon. It's W-A-Y-L-O-N. And if nothing else, just uh, we'll keep an eye on this case, but I would recommend that you do too. These are the things. These, these are like the no-knock warrant situations where people get shot. This doesn't need to be happening for any reason whatsoever. And this was just flat out negligence and laziness on the police's part well yeah no confirmation that this person even still lived at this house like and and came in guns blazing like that are you kidding me jesus yeah with no awareness of who else might be there yeah insane yep yeah i Aaron, and i think you're right that she does need a pro bono attorney i'm sure she's getting one now this is, oh, this no case is really making the rounds now on social media her GoFundMe's up to almost forty thousand dollars People are paying good. attention now and good. She good. needs it. Good. Yep. Why did they, well, they didn't arrest her. They drug her out in cuffs and then eventually realized that, you know, she wasn't the person they were looking for. Yep. And yeah. they had been told he didn't live there repeatedly. That's the thing that kills me. And they did this anyway. Yep. Uh, there are no updates on our cousin, Paul. No, nope, Paul is still missing. Great. Um, because you can imagine what the weather is like here for us right now. Mm -hmm. Um, there's just no way for to even search for Paul right now. No. So we will keep you posted and we'll continue to talk about Paul. His name is Paul Elam. He's missing from Brigham city, Utah, mm -hmm. and he has not been seen since October. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. whoops. I'm doing things. I can't oh. remember where it was at now. I'm so sorry. Oh, you're right. Thank you, Bonafide. It's, how do you say it? Elyria? Elyria. Elyria, Ohio? Yeah. That's what I would guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you all and for that, Katie. Thank you for that. And thank you for thinking of our family and for thinking of Paul. We do appreciate yeah, that. Sure. And it is something that we do keep a, a finger on and we will let you know. But we suspect at this point that there will not be any updates until spring. Uh, no. Where his car was last seen is a place that has a hellacious amount of snow and has been way sub-zero lately, mm -hmm. thanks to these crazy this crazy weather. So yeah, we we hope we hope one day for an update. Yeah. So that is everything we've got for tonight. Yeah. Here's the um, watch party info one more time. Yep. Watch party coming up in 15 minutes from now. Uh, it is How to Be a Cult Leader, Episode 2. That's on Netflix. So remember, you watch on your own Netflix, but you can participate in the chat with us. We will be live streaming a live chat. Should be a pretty interesting time. We will be back tomorrow morning at 930 Mountain to stream the Chad Daybell hearing. And we will give you whatever updates we can on the Richard Allen hearing and also on the Melanie Pulowski hearing. So it's a hell of a week, but we're going to keep you up to date on everything we can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you all so much for joining us. We really appreciate you all. And these live streams are so much fun. We love to get to talk to all of you and have you present with us. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment, leave us a review wherever you can. If you want to tip us and you appreciate our work, you can do that by going to truecrimesquad.com. There's a couple ways there. 
Also, that's where you can get to our merch. Uh And we are on Patreon and we do put out two extra episodes a month for our patrons. That's another way you can support us. So we appreciate Uh all of those things and all of you so very very much. And you know it. We are the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here. Take care. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.